Hello and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm super happy to be here. It's been a long time. I have just finished my 10-week program, my group coaching program with some really beautiful women from around the world. And I do find that my energy does get very pulled into that. Uh, and I don't seem to have a lot of space for doing things like sharing podcasts with you. So I'm really, really happy today um, on such a beautiful day. It's a glorious day here on Waiheke Island um, to be sharing some little insights that I have on how to be your own best friend and this is a theme that is coming up for me quite a lot on this inner relationship how do we practice more kindness towards ourselves Uh, and it's something that I've been talking a lot about in my uh, group coaching program as well. So what I was thinking is, is really to imagine if we treated ourselves like we did our own closest friend. What if we spoke to ourselves like a friend we held Um, we hold dearly to our heart like uh, if we actually use the same words and the same kindness and the same respect that we show our friends what if we spoke to ourselves in that same way and really held ourselves to account to practice that kindness to ourselves so being your own best friend being your own closest friend is essentially what self-compassion is it's this idea of acknowledging your own feelings acknowledging your own limitations and mistakes or um, acknowledging when times are hard but doing it with a kindness um, and compassion and this kind of caring understanding without this harsh self-judgment or criticism that we often default to so the other beautiful thing about this self-compassionate relationship, this this treating yourself like a friend, it's also, it's not always in hard times, it's also when we really succeed at something and we want to give ourselves a pat on the back or acknowledging our acknowledge ourselves and tell ourselves even daily that we've we've done a good job. You know, we so rarely actually acknowledge ourselves. So the beautiful thing about self-compassion is that there's a lot of strong scientific backing around the measurable benefits. Uh, And the person that I really love around this is a woman called uh, Kirsten Neff, who's done a huge amount of research and a lot of her work is coming to light now around um, really the, the science and research behind why it's so important that we treat ourselves like a friend, why it is that we uh, show this self-compassion. And some of these, um, you know, scientifically backed reasons are that self-compassion reduces our stress levels. So if you think about when somebody speaks really harshly to you, it can make your your stress levels feel elevated. I know that there's research showing that even the word no, when said in a strong way, can um, start to, to raise our blood pressure and have an impact on our body. So what I really want you to start thinking about is, wow, what's happening in my body when I speak harshly to myself? It's stressful. It gets us into a stress state. So they can actually uh, show that through research that our stress levels 
increase um, with that harsh inner dialogue when we're being really hard on ourselves. Research is also showing that it increases our motivation. I've been really interested in the research around self-compassion and um, the ability to achieve our goals faster. So a lot of us think that being hard on ourselves, we can get to the finish line faster, but actually we're proving the opposite. So we're more motivated when we're kinder to ourselves. It boosts our happiness. Obviously, kindness promotes more happiness um, than criticism does. Usually criticism, whether outer or inner, does not bring us happiness. It improves our body image. It enhances our self-worth. And I think this is a really important point because we want to be building our own self-worth from within. A lot of us spend time looking outside ourselves, searching for that value or worth or validation. The beautiful thing about being self-compassionate and speaking to yourself like a friend is that you can start to build your own inner self-worth. Uh, it also fosters resilience. So uh, it's really when you're practicing self-compassion, it's acknowledging hard things. We don't just glaze over it and make um, make it as if there's no problem at all and everything will be perfect. We actually lean in. This is why it really relates closely to mindfulness as well. I mean, self-compassion essentially is part of mindfulness, which is um, obviously one of my great loves is, is teaching and practicing mindfulness. But resilience is about acknowledging when things are hard and really, and, and really encouraging you to move through that, encouraging yourself to move through hard things, but recognizing that when things are hard. Um, the other beautiful thing about the research around self-compassion and being um, your own friend is that um, it really helps from a mental health, health perspective. So it can reduce anxiety and depression. And that's, um, again, being backed by science. So it's all good to be your own friend. And I really, really encourage it. And I'm sure you've heard me talk a lot about this inner voice, the inner critic, uh, and how we can actually tame this part of ourselves. And it's really beautiful that um, this is actually getting proven that this is the way to go for all of us. So today I just wanted to share with you um, a few ways which you can be your own closest friend. It's not just about self-compassion. It's just uh, simple practices that you can do to, to be kind to yourself that sometimes, you know, we forget to make ourselves a priority in our own lives. So I wanted to start with watching your words, okay? So that one really does relate to self-compassion. So I want to ask you, what, what motivates you more? Someone who tells you that you're useless, that you're a failure, you're lazy, um, or somebody that tells you that you can do hard things, that you've got this, that you're, you're smart, you're capable. Uh, for me personally, I know that it's really the, the latter. It's, it's, it's the person who encourages me. And I want you to think about this in terms of how you're speaking to yourself. So, so often we default to listening to the inner critic. Uh, rather than what I call the inner coach or a term that's called the inner coach, the one who's encouraging you um, from the inside rather than, than coming down on you like a ton of bricks. We can be so hard on ourselves. 
So science shows that, as I said, we're more motivated by self-compassion and kindness than we are by having this sergeant major who's just telling us that, um, you know, we're not good enough all the time. So being kind to yourself, acknowledge when things are hard, encourage yourself from a place of kindness rather than criticism, just like you would a friend who was struggling with something. And it's a really nice thing to come back to is to ask, how would I speak to a friend right now if they were going through the same thing I'm going through? You'd show empathy, you'd show compassion, you'd show that kindness. I'm sure you would. So sometimes what I've found is that we fear um, that if we're not hard on ourselves, we won't achieve things. Okay, so we think, oh, if I if I if I'm not being tough on myself, I'm going to not achieve. I'll be lazy or I'll, I'll be an underachiever. I have to keep kind of whipping myself like a like a like a donkey to actually make myself do something. So that's just an old belief. And really um, it, it, everything is showing contrary to that being the way to, to motivate us and to get things done. So when you're using your words, you don't have to, as I said, gloss over the hard things. It's okay to acknowledge failure, hardships, tough times you're going through, but just doing it with that self-compassion. So if someone is really uh, trying hard to... Um, Oh, sorry, I was just going to actually give you an example of what, what that might sound like. Um, so I, I would often say to myself now that I've um, practiced this, some, you know, I still can default easily to the, to the inner critic. But I do, I did, you know, a couple of months ago kind of had to move through something that felt like a failure. And I, I really pulled on this inner voice, this inner friend voice, and it was kind of acknowledging that it was hard was the starting point and I was like Simone uh, it's really hard to fail at something I know it's really hard for you and it really does feel terrible to and but I know you'll get through this you can do hard things and, and you know what I really it really helped me to pick myself up and it turned things around and I kind of got back in the game um, from that little pep talk from my inner coach and it served me so much better than saying you're a failure you're useless you'll never amount to anything this is you know it, it really is that just hammers our nervous system as well. It just puts us into this, this anxiety state and, 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 and can really kind of go down the rabbit hole, rabbit hole. So I do encourage you to practice this different dialogue with yourself. So watching your words is the first one. So just switching slightly now in, in terms of how to be your inner friend. And again, this is not um, so much related to how you speak to your, uh, yourself. It's really about how you prioritize your own health. Um, and again, just thinking about um, how you put yourself first in terms of your own wellness, your own well-being. Um, if a friend came to you and told you they had an ailment or hadn't had a checkup for a long time, you'd probably encourage them to take some action. So often we leave our own health checkups and our own ailments for way too long and we don't go to, you know, we don't stay on top of checks and we're kind of so busy looking after everyone else, we put ourselves last on the list. I know for me, it can take me so long to book a doctor's appointment and then you've got to go for the blood test and these things that you kind of leave so long. But if that was someone else in your life, you'd be really ensuring that they showed up for themselves and their own well-being. So yeah, it's not just, just medical things. It's also you just showing your body respect, being discerning about what you put in your body, moving your body, 
um, treating yourself to, to nice things that feel really nourishing for yourself, just as you would encourage someone you love to do. So that's just something to, to think about and, you know, ask yourself, what would I tell a friend that they deserve to do for their body today? Because maybe that is something that I could tell myself. Give yourself permission to, to do something that's just nourishing your body. So another one that I wanted to share about being your inner friend is showing integrity to yourself. So how often do you say yes to other people, but break your own word to yourself? So whether that's just showing up for exercise, it's maybe having an early night, it's, um, you know, doing what you say you're going to do and having a follow through. So we're really, really good at having integrity um, to, to others, but sometimes when we have to do it for ourselves that that's the one thing that slips out and really to create that integrity to yourself you need to be able to set strong boundaries and our boundaries are very much tied into our self-worth so um, this is a way of saying yes I'm really important and I value my own worth so I'm going to be my word and I'm going to do this thing I'm going to going to you know, I've been saying I'm going to do. And one way that might help you with the integrity, because again, it is sometimes hard for that self-motivation. We don't have the accountability with ourselves. So one of the ways that we can actually start doing the thing that we say we're going to do is to create these micro steps. You might hear them called tiny habits, atomic habits, um, micro steps, what, whatever resonates for you, but it's taking tiny steps towards um, the thing that you're saying you're going to do. So that's a new habit or a practice, or um, maybe it's giving up something that's not good for you. So even if it's just 10 minutes a day, just committing to that tiny habit is what's going to help you build your own integrity to showing up for yourself. Um, the brain loves little incremental steps. So that's a really nice way to show integrity to yourself because um, we want to be our own word. I, I, I really see this that everyone is bending over backwards for everyone else's happiness but there's often a cost to that whether that cost is just and feeling exhausted or there's some kind of underlying resentment um, sitting there that you're not giving yourself that own your, the gift of your own kind of time and attention so the next one is um, scheduling time in your diary which kind of relates to showing integrity to yourself and I heard another coach recently say that your calendar is a reflection of your word to yourself. And I really, really love that because I, I'm always encouraging um, my clients to start to become friends with their calendar. I'm a big advocate for booking time for yourself in your calendar. So usually everyone else is booking time in there or you're booking time um, for other people's events and things. But really, if you're wanting to create some kind of momentum, commitment and integrity, I really, really encourage you to um, create some boundaries around your time, which means to schedule them in your diary and to stick to those. So that, that time might be for a project that you're working on, your personal goals, it might be just for resting. Sometimes we need to schedule our own time just to have downtime. It might be something you do in your relationship. It might be meditation, going for a massage. It might be scheduling time for deep thinking where you really add value to whatever it is that you're doing. 
So yeah, if it's not in the diary, it's not likely to happen and people are going to overstep the boundaries and kind of step into your private time unless unless you say, sorry, um, this is booked in and I can't override that. So really that's again being a, a if you are being a good friend to yourself, you make your own time a priority, just like you would for um, someone else. So another one for really um, this idea of being your own friend is to give yourself permission to, to rest. Uh, and this is, you know, I really, yeah, this is coming from my own experience um, of someone who finds it really hard to rest and stop. Um, note to self as I, as I <laughs> share this with you, it's something that I am practicing, um, but I can, I, I definitely can swing the other way. Um, so many of us are our own worst taskmasters. So we have grown up in a culture where hard work has been glorified and anything that wasn't hard work um, was labeled as lazy. So a lot of us have got this underlying belief that if we don't work really hard, we're lazy and we're not good enough or we're not achieving enough. And it's a real driver um, to take us out of balance. So unfortunately, this cultural belief um, has, has been the cause of an epidemic of stress, anxiety, workaholics and burnout. And really the burden of this expectation of what we can achieve in a given day is so high that we never feel like it's enough and we never feel like we are enough. So it's kind of this constant cycle of self-judgment and there's never, there's never enough um, time in the day to achieve what we think that we can achieve. And again, we would never expect this of other people, what we expect of ourselves. So just allowing yourself to rest um, just like you would tell a good friend if they came over to your house. So you'd say, sit down, relax, just um, take, take a load off. Um, but we find it so hard to do that to ourselves. And even when we do rest, so often we are on a gadget or we're listening to something or we're watching something. We don't truly let ourselves disengage and just be um, in the state of of, of rest which we so desperately need um, so that's another way that we can really help ourselves to give ourselves permission to rest um, as any good friend would and finally I just want to close out on on one last little one which is really to invest in yourself and um, this is a funny one because what I find is that when people seem to be able to invest in weekends away and and sometimes even really nice uh, label clothes and things like that and 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 it, and it doesn't come up as an issue but what I often find is when you invest in yourself and invest in personal developments and and whether it's whatever that is sometimes people feel a lot of guilt around that looking at themselves doing doing things for themselves um, whether it's even just journaling or meditating or whatever that is it can bring up guilt that I shouldn't be spending all this time for myself but I'm really encouraging you that this is this is where the gold is this is where you can be a happier person and you can feel more joyful and more content and more at peace when you actually have invested time in yourself without feeling guilty about it um, that way you are really again showing up as as a good friend you you invest in gifting time and probably presents and other things to your friends and I want you to do the same Thing, um, back for yourself so so yeah don't feel guilty about investing on working on yourself or doing practices that are just for the sake 
of you um, being a better person in the world because I promise you there is nothing more important than that and you are creating a ripple of um, that kind of energy for everybody around you so it is having a, a this beautiful knock-on effect so yeah I hope you enjoy that little session on how to be your own best friend I think we all need a reminder to be a little bit kinder show a little bit more self-compassion to be our own word to watch our words um, to prioritize our health to show integrity to ourselves to schedule our time to set some boundaries um, to give ourselves permission to rest and to really invest in ourselves. So um, it's beautiful to be back with you. If this was useful, please share it, share it on Instagram, share it with your friends. Uh, and I would, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and just, just get in touch. And I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye.